by adjusting flow and pressure in the pulmonary artery allows them to heal themselves. Um, and this is old technology that's been around since the 50s, but it was done in a much, much different way. It was done by um, something called pulmonary artery banding, which is an open chest procedure. We came up with a minimally invasive procedure, which goes beyond what pulmonary artery banding is supposed to be because our, our, our product is adjustable any time after the initial insertions. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. 20 Minute Leaders is a proud supporter of Make-A-Wish Israel and Tech2Peace and is in proud collaboration with Secret Chord Ventures, J Ventures, Riverside FM, Fusion VC, Birthright Excel, J Impact, Leap, Google for Startups, and Hippo. And in media partnership with C-Tech. Seth Bogner, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Thank you for joining me for a fun conversation. How are you? Great, Michael. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for, for joining me. Um, you're the chairman and CEO of Hardpoint Global. And uh, soon we'll talk about how you, how, how, what you're doing in the healthcare field and the cardiac field to make a, a, a meaningful impact on a lot of people's lives, literally. And, um, and what's just as interesting as what you're doing with Hardpoint Global is the journey that got you to Hardpoint Global and to what you're doing today. And so I'm, I'm excited to sort of unravel this with you over these 20 minutes and tell your story. So again, thank you very much for being here. Great, Michael. Wonderful. Well, tell me a little bit about, you know, what, what do you care about? Uh, let's start there and then we'll go back to your journey. Well, um, you know, I, I, what do I care about? You know, it, it's, I'm allowed I really focused in my business and my personal life on uh, trying to make the world a better place. And uh, I spent most of my career, which goes back over three decades, uh, um, creating things in the financial services business. And I thought it was important to sort of evolve what we're doing. And it's not just me evolving, it's, it's sort of capitalism evolving. And uh, just to receive for profit alone is great. There's nothing matter with that. It served us for a long time. But I think now, you know, especially at times we live and what we've seen with COVID, what we've seen with uh, the last financial crisis, what we're seeing in this financial crisis is everything in the world's interconnected. Everything in the world is, uh, is, 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 is part of one thing. And I think if you do a little good and make money at the same time, you know, we, 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 we're not communists. Um, you know, we could incorporate that into your thinking, into your intention that allows you as an investor to uh, work or is it, or is somebody who runs a business or a not sure work. Um, I think really good things come out of it. I think all of our employees, well, I know all of our employees, um, and a lot of good letter attached to our business came because of our social mission as much as for the economics of the, of the business. So I think if everyone tried to incorporate that just a little bit, you know, they don't have to do, be like us and, 
you know, have two separate business plans, one for the developing world and one for the developed world. But, but just incorporate just a little bit of that business. I think it makes the world a better place. And I think it makes all of us as people, better people, and it improves the general vibration of the world. That's awesome. How did you um, get here? I mean, was there a, I mean, you started, you said you were in the financial business. What, what led to sort of you now um, spending a significant amount of time, you know, talking this way and thinking this way? Um, well, I made the investment in a company and I don't think anything's by accident. I think it was fatalistic that, 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 that I was, I, I, I was presented at this company that had a way to cure a lot of, in, a lot of cardiac indications and a new simpler way that would make it much more accessible for people around the world. Um, and what happened was, is the people, you know, in spite of the great doctors and the founders and everyone else who, uh, you know, started the company, they were really good at, 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 at conceptualizing things, but they weren't really good at doing things. And I brought to bear, you know, all my experience in company formation, restructuring, investment management, and kept going with deeper and deeper. And then when we were about, well, a three, four years into the investment, I said the, that it really just wasn't working and it needed me to really, that didn't have to be me. It could have been somebody else with the same sort of skill set to come into the business to really focus um, on creating the business structures that are necessary to have a successful business. You know, we're not a startup. We're bit the more advanced than that, but, um, you know, you know, the company at that point was based in Switzerland, had a production agreement with a company in Germany. We moved the company to Ireland and subsequently moved most of our operations or at least our R and D to Israel. And, uh, you know, we, we, you know, have this culture, this energy about not just doing something good, but also helping in the world. You know, we, and we, we've had a lot to overcome. Um, um, you know, we, we've had COVID, we've had supply chain shortage. We've had, we were doing all, uh, planning on doing all of our, uh, our clinical testing in Ukraine. Uh, so we just got banged in every possible way you can. And, you know, and up to this point, I've supported I've, I've supported the company and the investment in the company, uh, you know, vast majority for we personally, and that has allowed us to go through. Obviously, we're looking for you know the right cap partners, and you know to move the company forward. You know, companies that aspire to be public companies or I do think before we would get to that level are symphonies, not solo has. So we are constantly searching for more and more people to get involved in what we're doing. And it, uh, so we're at a pretty exciting stage. No, right now. What, when you made that decision to, to join officially as, I guess, chairman and CEO, it started as an investor and you joined as, and then you transitioned to very, be taking a very active role. That's a, a pretty big life decision beyond a financial one. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, that it's, it's not a trivial decision. 
Well, you know, I think everybody has a few careers in them. You know, uh, example, you served in, in, in the army and then you, you, you started the business. Um, you probably be successful at that and start another business. Uh, that will probably be different than the first business you start. I've started a lot of businesses and I've done a lot of firsts. And I, for better or for worse, I get bored or eat easily. And, uh, and I also am somebody who does a lot of research and, and, and on my own. And, and, and so once I really understood, um, possibilities of what we're doing at CarPoint, I, yeah, there's, what's the correct word? And there was an, an opportunity that had really needed somebody to step forward because it was going to help people all over the world. And not only that, it's going to make a lot of money. So, um, at decision, um, I was living between Israel and, uh, Italy most of the time, but I'm now spending more time in New York. And that decision was sort of an easy one. I sat down with my wife and I said, listen, we want to do something that's really going to help the world. And, uh, yeah, she was, she was, she was on board, but you know, and I, I gradually reduced my responsibilities in my other enterprises. So that allowed me to focus on this, you know, full time. Yes. Well, tell me a little bit about the, um, the, the product that you're working on. What is the technology behind it? Why, why does it matter to the world? Point me. Uh, obviously it matters when the, Set it here in your own words. Yeah, we have um, the ability to. Well, first of all, it's a it's it's a system that that works in a heart lung system, and it allows um, patients to, in essence, crew right by adjusting flow and pressure in the pulmonary artery, allows them to heal themselves. Um, and this is old technology that's been around since the 50s, but it was done in a much, much different way. It was done by um, something called pulmonary artery banding, which is an open chest procedure. We came up with a minimally invasive procedure, which goes beyond what pulmonary artery banding is supposed to be because our, our, our product is adjustable any time after the initial insertion. So right on the spot, if we didn't get the adjustment, right? A year or a day, if patient is a child and grows, you know, you've always changed the pressure and flow. And that is for left heart disease, primarily in the developed world, uh, meaning very sick people who have, you know, cardiovascular disease is the biggest killer in the world. The largest subsection of cardiovascular disease are left, is left heart disease. And the largest subsection of that, of left heart disease, is something called cardiomyopathy. And we can help many, many, many types of cardiomyopathy patients. And, hey, and at the same time, in the developing world, we have um, one in a hundred kids is born with um, an ASD or VSD, so a congenital crick defect. That's a huge, huge number. And uh, we could help a lot of those kids. Um, and, and 
once again, it's by, you know, these kids healing themselves. Plus, you know, our technology is useful for uh, people, not just in the cardiovascular system, but if you have somebody who has cirrhosis of the liver and they're what we call a TIPS patient, um, they have the same need of the adjustable technology that we hold patents on to, uh, to uh, adjust flow and pressure that could help treat uh, cirrhosis. So, you know, it's, it's, what's, what's interesting about us is we're not a high tech kind of technology. It's actually, you know, Oakham's razor types of thing that the simplest solution is generally the best solution. So the pad that we hold is basically when um, stents, which are normally used for either opening up an artery or plugging up an artery, you know, a hole in an artery are used therapeutically. Um, by nesting inside each other. And this is a, a simple, simple, simple solution that allows us to do things in different parts of the body. And, you know, going into the pulmonary artery is a big deal. And we've done tons of preclinical work in Israel um, and the Hof, um, which is near Beshava. And, and uh, you know, we, 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 it took a lot of work to be to do this in a safe and effective way. So now we're poised about to go into movements on um, and you know, there are care of care. We have competitive products that do part of what we do, but nobody that does that. We do it not at the price point that, that we have, which is, you know, like, if you take the extreme example, you, in the Western world, if somebody needs, or in the United States, if somebody needs uh, an artificial heart of LVLED, um, over 10 years, uh, and it's great that they can live 10 years with an LDAD nowadays, it would cost a million dollars. Um, our device costs uh, $4,000. Plus. And even in... With hospital costs being what they are in the United States, you know, so let's say it's twenty five, thirty thousand dollars because it is. It, 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 you're going to keep somebody overnight, uh, but it's it's it, you know they're they're in and out because you are ripping open their 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 chest. So uh, we are, you know, moving very very rapidly towards being able to cheat with a tree should treat full heads that we expect next month or so. We have a little all pain very with house our first to our first to even. So and it's a long long road to get there. You know, but yeah. you're in a high what is a, field. What does a go to market and something like this look like? How how do you think? Well we've been through the worst of it, you know, which was all the R D and you know, we've done all the all the preclinical work that is necessary, but now we go through the approval process and We're going through the approval process in the FDA in the United States, uh, you know, uh, CE, and also um, there are a lot of other healthcare systems, especially since we're doing so much work in the developing world that are not part of, you know, the FDA or CBE, I think, you know, if something's uh, approved by the FDA and could use it in Israel. Uh, And it's like that in a lot of countries. So, you know, at least we'll have another, uh, another, you know, three years ongoing market that in the regular, highly regulated areas 
and then he had, we we be focused with in Ukraine all um, all of the a you know we're dealing with with uh, the quick go to work at, at the CIS countries the former Soviet countries uh, and we have several other you know quick go to markets like there 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 are so many places where they need well we have art um. Our, our, our achievable markets, 34 million patients right now throughout the world. So, you know, you can go to a country like Nigeria, you know, like 200 million people and stay very busy there assuming you go or get the approvals in that one country while you go in for your FDA and seeing here you approve them. So, uh, you know, we have a two-pronged go-to-market strategy, one for the developed world and one for the developed. And what is that like for you being involved in something that, you know, takes years of R&D, regulatory approval processes? You know, how do you, what, what is that experience like for you as, as an executive and for people as their daily work until you get to see the fruits of it live on the field? you know, with people reacting to it? Well, you know, we're, we're, we're lucky. Um, first of all, we have such a great team of skilled professionals, uh, you know, like our regular, our regulatory guy, uh, is, 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 is the, is, was a regulatory guy in Ireland and the Irish representative towards the new regulations they have in Europe. Uh, so we deal with regulatory as a regulator looks at it. Um, and it, I'm sorry, what was the second part of your question? So spending that time to, to, um, both you as an executive and the people working with you on this, you know, not seeing necessarily the product, you know, in the hands of customers and getting that feedback coming from a software background. Yeah. Right? Well, from also, you know, we've, we've done so many preclinical studies. We've seen the evolution of, 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 of so, products. So it's sort of. Through this, so you're saying through the the preclinical studies and and through the process here, you are seeing, you are feeling the product getting tested and getting yeah, feedback. Abso- yeah, absolutely. Like you know, uh, we, three weeks ago we did what, what I what I call our dress rehearsal for first the Newman, and uh, we had unbelievable results. You know that that's that surpassed our expectations. Uh, that also is part of you know the strict. And a testing process that we have to go through building a class three medical device of the Western portal. Yeah. So, uh, no, I'm very, very, uh, you know, we, it's not hard keeping motivated. Um, what was hard was when you put so much work into Ukraine and you see Ukraine get invaded and that whole unfortunate situation was hard. It, it is as, 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 um, you know, knowing that we could be helping people and having to slow down because of COVID. Now we are, we're, you know, trying to source uh, PTFE, which is artificial and what, uh, so I got aluminum-based product that we need for inside of our shafts, and know that there's a global shortage of PTF. Uh, but then when you find it, it's four times what you thought it cost. You know, these are the frustrations we've had to deal with, but, you know, because of the such great team, um, who are experienced and, you know, I just gave you one example with our realtor guy, but, you know, our CTO, 
you know, and was, was, was chief engineer for, you know, another part related uh, company in Israel that, you know, did an exit for over $600 million. So, you know, people in our team for doctors all have been involved in other things that have been successful. So it's, it's, it's me, you know, people have made the scene like this process work. And I don't worry about the exit so much. And, you know, I know in Israel, you know, everyone's like, well, what's the exit? What's the exit? You know, I think if you run a good company and you, you, you're trying to do good things uh, for your shareholders and for the world, the exit becomes natural. Uh, and it doesn't have to be an exit. It could go public. And uh, with the with the stay private, it make lots of money for people. If you're a cash flow oriented company like we are, so well, uh, we are. You know, there's, there's nothing the matter with cash. It's not all about exit. Uh, yeah, I've been you know not as sensitive as most people are to valuation. Because I think if we do uh, continue to do the right thing, you can. Uh, generate a lot of money at valuation doesn't mean as much to me as it would necessarily in others. And I'm going through this process now as we're talking to investors, you know, about coming into the company. I'm looking more for the right kind of investor than I am about, you know, looking for the one who's going to give me the best valuation. Uh, because, you know, as, as I think I said earlier, you know, public companies or companies that get mature septonies and uh, uh, you know, I know that the right types of partner is the right type of partner. It's just you know when, what type of money you bring it to the company is just as important as the amount of money we bring it. I love it, Seth. I, I really appreciate your time and your work and the the insights that you've shared uh, a little bit from your own personal experience and uh, and all obviously the why you're doing what you're doing. So I. I uh, wishing you best of luck with Hardpoint Global and uh, looking forward to continue training from the side. Congrats on the, on the big milestones and uh, and uh, really thank you for coming here and sharing your story. Oh, thanks, Michael. I look forward to our coffee when I get to Israel. Thank you. Thank you.